When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, we are back from London and back in Bank of America Stadium where we are wrapping up our stories from London. When everyone started yelling, Luke, like the entire, like, you know, they're like, what is happening? The Americans are having a riot. And then we are handing out our midterm grades for the Carolina Panthers. He's not beating himself. He hasn't thrown an interception yet. Yeah, the the fumbles were an issue and that's something he's trying to clean up, but he's not throwing any picks. All of this and so much more on this week's The Group Chat. You've been added to The Group Chat with your friends Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. We are stateside, everyone, but we might still be on London time. How did everyone wake up? today. Did we wake up like on time? 4.30. Let's let Will's journey was a little different than ours, so why don't we let Will take that one first. 4.30 this morning. That was after 11 hours on a plane. Yeah, because of the, so, the flight. So you actually and a delay. had to get on the plane and then was delayed while sitting on the plane. Once we got on the plane, we were then told the air conditioning isn't working. So sit there in your seats on a packed flight while they go to fix the air conditioning for however long, an hour, and then another hour to find the people to do the paperwork. Yeah, Mm-mm. that was not delightful. <laughs> no. And then, and then were you in a middle we, seat? No, I think I was on an aisle. Okay. But then once we got going, they said like the little like the little screens, you know, with the TVs and movies, like that would get going in like thirty minutes, and it just never turned on. No, just never worked the whole time. The whole flight. What'd you do? I actually got lucky that I had downloaded some Peaky Blinders. Okay, nice. So I watched the Peaky Blinders. Four episodes of the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> if you haven't Thomas seen Thomas Shelby. <laughs> I can't. I Mr. almost Shelby. said what they say on there. I can't say. Yeah, you it can't say that because we'll get in trouble. But you should watch the, the BBC Peaky. or Netflix. Pe- Peaky Blinders. I got to check it out. Yeah, how, it's on Netflix. It just started seen... the final season or the the most recent season. Yeah, I've never seen Christian get so excited about meeting somebody. Oh, yes, this was, was like an interesting deal. fact. Christian asked for this photo. He's never like he's not one to do that. No. But he said, "Hey, Finn." Which fun fact? If you watch Peaky Blinders, Michael on the show is who was there. In real life, Michael's name, Finn. There's yeah. also a Finn There's on a the Finn show. There's a Finn on the show. Confused. I so when confused. someone said like, oh, you know, Finn, yeah, it's Finn is here. I was expecting character Finn. And then I looked, I was like, that's not Finn. Interesting. But it looks a lot like Michael. That was, it looked yeah, a lot. Christian was fanboying a little bit. It was bit. very cool. No, I, I love that. I love when cool. you see people who, people fanboy and girl about Finn fangirl boy about someone else. Yeah. So that yeah. was a fun, a fun little tidbit. But our trip back to the States was not quite as dramatic as Will's. However, something that I found funny about this trip was, so the Buccaneers, because they were the home team, they were able to leave first. So after the game, what normally happens on an away game is an hour after the game ends, you're on the bus and you're leaving. 
that's in a dream world. But this time they were saying, you have plenty of time, you have plenty of time. And they weren't kidding. About two and a half hours after the game had ended, we're sitting on the bus still waiting to go. We finally leave. And then we get to the airport, which it was like a 45-minute trip to the airport. We get to the airport. Then we have to go through normal security, which all of you out there are like, oh, you poor things. We get it, but we're spoiled. (laughs) So we had to go through normal security, and they were taking everyone's bag. Everyone. Like, we forgot how to fly. And I'll say, when I fly domestically, I don't put all my liquids in one bag. They just, they don't don't really care. Internationally, they care. Mm -hmm. So they were pulling everyone's bag. The poor medical bag that the athletic trainers had. Okay. They didn't, I didn't stand a chance. Mm. So then we finally get through, and you're walking through the airport, do 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 do, and you get to the gate. <laughs> you're like, all right, we finally made it, like three and a half, four hours after the game. And then you walk outside, and there's a bus. Yeah, I've got to take and the shuttle. Then you've got to take the shuttle from the gate to the actual plane. It just was like a, a ser- thank goodness we won, because it was this like series of comical little steps to finally get on the dadgum plane. And we made it. Yeah. Can you imagine having thrown five interceptions and having to go through that process? <laughs> and lost a fumble. That's what I was saying. Like, people, people were getting a little testy about their liquids as we were going through security. Yeah. But I was thinking, at least we won. Oh, yep. my if God. If we would have yep. lost. And That's you a would've... long way to go to Ooh, lose a football game. A long way to go and just all the little nuances to get back. Yeah. So, good air- job, Panthers. That airport experience was cool for the fans because a bunch of them ran into the Not players. Much. They got yeah. to take pictures and stuff, which I kept seeing on social media. So, that like having to go through the normal security allowed for some pretty cool fan moments. It so was that was, that was nice. really neat too. I, we talked about this on the previous podcast, but coming into Heathrow, how many fans there were. That was very yeah. very cool. So I didn't we didn't see as many going out. So yeah, so cool. I, I was actually on that flight with all those fans. We got in like thirty minutes before the team did, and so it's like you know it's the the back and forth of the the lanes going through customs, and so they're all there. A full flight of however many, several hundred, all crowded in one space. And then there's like the further lane, the fast lane that the, all the team just kind of walked by everybody. And I was up near the, the the front where the customs agents were, and they started getting freaked out when everyone started yelling, Luke. Mm. Like the entire, <laughs> like, you know, they're like, what is happening? The Americans are having a riot. You know, like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense because you guys, That's I guess, awesome. were probably behind the players. So yeah. You didn't hear that, but yeah, they were just screaming <laughs> as everyone came by. It was it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's what makes these games so cool. Is you just don't know what you're going to expect um, when you go to London. But thank goodness it ended in a win, so it's all positive news over here, except for the fact that I went to bed last night around eight thirty, and I woke. I made up. it to like nine. So Ooh, yeah, impressive. Yeah, I was I was like in bed at eight thirty, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh, woke up wide eyed and ready to come to work at like five thirty. Oh, it's the worst. Ugh. Who wants to come to work? Who wants to do that? Although it was kind of nice. I did kind of like lay there for a minute thinking like, oh, get back to sleep. And I was like, actually, no, because when am I ever this awake in the morning? I'm never this awake. So I got out of bed, enjoyed a a nice slow morning. It was in the office an hour and a half early. There you go. Employee of the day, day, (laughs) except for yesterday, because we had an optional stay at home uh, work day. I'm not sure if that was officially what they said, but that's what I said for myself. I don't know so if I ever I, got that memo. I stayed at home on Monday <laughs> after coming in. I do uh, think there were a couple of people that came in, but thankfully for me, I did not. Yes. Well deserved. Thanks, I, was, I was only in not, for a few hours. Oh, okay. I was only a few Not hours. deserved for you? you. I was here for a few, and that was it. I had to say hi to Kelly and 
come yeah, back she, and make sure the office was still roomie. in one piece. And we got some cool new posters on the walls. She did. And, she redecorated yeah. while it's like extreme so home cool. makeover. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the weekend and enjoyed all that London had to offer. If you went or if you were just following along with our coverage, we certainly had a good time um, over there and sending some content back. But now it's the bye. And I love it. Are you guys fans of these bye weeks? Oh, my God. How could you not be? Some this people don't like chance. it. The who, one who, chance. Who doesn't like it? Give me names. Well, I don't work with any, but give me names. <laughs> I will go after I them. Want and them. No, it's really just the fans, which I get. You get, yeah. you know, your team's not playing, but yeah, I, I, we need them. I love it. Yeah, especially one, this week. There's a one chance in the entire fall winter for those of us who are, you know, attached to an NFL schedule to have an actual weekend. So yeah, how could you not? How could you not be excited about that? What are players, I'll tell you what, the players are excited about it, too. No one yeah. looks more forward to it than the players. That is true. What are you guys going to do? Well, I, I think I'm going to go hiking on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It, the, the weather, we came back to some nice weather here in Charlotte and try to go get out. Hopefully the weather is not raining, but get outside. But last year, I don't think I went to like a Clemson game, mm-hmm. but I think they're on the road this week. So Cool. Wife and I are going to take the dog down to Charleston. He's never Ooh. been to the beach before, so we're going to go down for a nice family vacation weekend. What you kind going of to, dog to Sullivan's? Uh, first question sorry. is about the dog. Sorry, so sorry, sorry. That one, and then I'll get sorry. to you, Will. We're just okay. really excited. Uh, okay, okay, okay. He is a Cocker Spaniel Poodle mix, mm-hmm. otherwise known as a Cockapoo. Uh, he's 27 pounds of pure, adorable cuteness. Mm. He's the best. His name is Cooper. And your question was? Sullivan's. Sullivan's, Sullivan's yes. We'll be at Sullivan's Island. That's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm one of those people that technically doesn't love the bye because I'm still going to go watch football. I'm going to visit my boyfriend in Indianapolis and watch the Colts play during our bye week. Who are they playing? I'm that person. They are playing the Houston Texans. Oh, you're going to see Houston again. Yeah. yeah. So I will see Houston again. I since we already played them, this is a technically a scouting report, but. So where are you going to watch from? This will be a unique experience for you, right? After being on the sideline all those years. This is. So I actually went. Our Thursday night game, mm-hmm. I went to Nashville to watch the Colts play the Titans. So I did do some pre that was pre scouting. Right, That's what right. that trip was. Um, but I was I had a sideline pass for a pregame and then sat in the stands, and that was my first experience of being able to drink a beer yeah, at an NFL yeah. football game. Like yeah. I didn't realize it until I went to go sit down. I passed the concession stand. And I was like, "Whoa, I can get a beer. This yeah. is this is very cool." So in Indy, I've never been to a game just as a fan, so I will be on the sidelines for pregame to say hello to everyone and all right. my former coworkers, and then I'm going to sit in his seat, so girlfriend and I are going to go and just awesome. be fans. Nice. It's going it, to be cool. I'm excited. But let's go into midterm grades here for this team because we are not quite halfway, although it does blow my mind that after this 49ers game, we're halfway through the season. Did anyone Goes just – did we get that? Just blink, and here we are. Really, if you count the preseason – we're over halfway. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a really fun team to look back on and see the difference between when the sky was falling of 0-2 and, and then they've gone on this four-game win streak, all that has happened and all the depth that is being used and that will have to continue to be used. Or we're coming up on this interesting debate of this Cam Newton-Kyle Allen, which we're not going to completely dive into today because that deserves its own podcast. So we've got Will's Dating Life and a Cam Newton, Kyle Allen <laughs> yeah. uh, episode. Who, who will generate more clicks <laughs> on that one? Coming up for you, but uh, let's just go first with overview of this team. When you thought back at the end of training camp, preseason had ended, we're looking at the regular season. 
Were you expecting a four and two team? And maybe some hot takes that you remember that we either took or other people took about what this team was going to be. Start us off, Will. I I think that we were cautiously optimistic about this defense. I think all of the moves in the offseason to bring these guys in, the the Burns draft pick, the Bruce Irvin signing, the Gerald McCoy signing, like I, I think there was definitely optimism about what this this new front, all the stuff was gonna look like. And then it kind of like fell down a little bit and like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not as good as we all thought. And now they're pretty much second in most defensive categories, takeaways, uh, sacks, quarterback pressures, all that kind of thing. So they're they've they've been stepping up. And I think that they're now on a level, they're on a track of like, when is this gonna stop? I, I've been kind of waiting for them not to be able to do it. Yeah. And it's like each week they keep living up to it. You know, they keep putting more pressure on, they keep getting to the quarterback and it, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, the defense, I think that that's where you start when you look at what an 0-2 football team, how it became a 4-2 football team. The sacks, as you mentioned, well, they lead the league in sacks right now, and the takeaways. And when you get when those two things are happening and you're so disruptive on defense, it's making things easier for the offense. Mm-hmm. And in, in other cases, they're, they're, they're scoring. I mean, we've seen some defensive scores and, um, you know, and, the, and field position. In, field position, yeah. shorter fields. I mean, it's just setting the table. For Kyle Allen and that offense, um, so there's no there's no doubt what the defense has done is kind of spearheaded things, and then of course the focus is going to be on the quarterback position. Cam was 0 and 2. Kyle is 4 and 0. Um, what Kyle is doing is exactly what you would ask a guy in this position to do. He's not beating himself. He hasn't thrown an interception yet. Yeah, the, the fumbles were an issue, and that's something he's trying to clean up. But he's not throwing any picks. He's not taking unnecessary risks. He's spreading the ball around. He's he's doing his job and allowing this offense to function the way it's intended to with an MVP candidate in the backfield. I mean, it makes things a lot easier when you can turn around and you've got Christian McCaffrey back there to hand the ball off to or use as an outlet in the passing game. So you combine this defense and how disruptive it's being with what Christian is doing offensively. And as long as you don't beat yourself, you're going to be in position to win ball games. Yeah. And that's and that's what we're seeing. I for one didn't see it coming. At 0-2, I'll, I'll admit, I fell victim to the panic. I, I thought this could have gone off the rails pretty quickly. But credit to this coaching staff and this team for kind of, and you heard it, it was kind of sounded like coach speak and cliche, but we just got to continue to ride this out. We can't, you know, overreact. Things are going to work themselves out. We just got to correct a few things. And look, to be 4-2 at the bye, you could not ask for anything more as a Panther fan. I'm could. with you. I, I thought what was interesting when we started this regular season is there were a lot of questions for this team. And I think that's true for any team in the NFL, but you know, some of the top tier teams, their questions just aren't quite as pressing as I thought the Panthers had. It was, is your quarterback good? What are you going to do, you know, on defense and the DBs? The very first question I was asked, I say this all the time is, can you play safety? Because you know, no one out there liked our safeties. And then you had this defensive line that looked great on paper, but you know they were struggling a little bit. They didn't have really the preseason that we thought they were going to have. So all the big questions going into this were big questions, and they were make-or-break type questions. What I love is that we've already gotten answers on pretty much all of those, except for the quarterback one. But what Kyle Allen has done is allowed for some time for that answer to come. I think, I think like you're, you've said, Max, he's doing exactly what you want your backup quarterback to do, it just doesn't always happen like that. You have a lot of backup quarterbacks in this league that can't do what Kyle is doing, but when a team signs a backup quarterback, this is what they're looking for. Now, him going, you know, 4 and 0 is spectacular of what he's done, but he still has his fumbles, he's, you know, little things here and there that 
yeah. he's struggling as a backup quarterback, but uh, you you have kind of your answer ish there. But then the defensive line answered. The thieves and the you know the secondary answered. I think the playmakers on offense they have answered, but there's still a lot of room to grow there. And then Christian McCaffrey, what's that workload going to be on him? Is he going to have as many snaps? Well, that's been answered for us of the, how they're going to use him. And I think when you're you know six weeks in, that's a pretty good measuring stick. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of times teams don't get that until you know past the midpoint in the season or when you get into November and you're losing some guys because this long season takes a toll on their bodies. But you've seen the depth on this team and you start to get some of these bodies back. Um, Now the questions are, okay, if you get some guys back on the offensive line, who's not going to play? Because they've, you know, been playing well. That's a really good question to have. Another one is Christian McCaffrey. Can he handle the workload that he's been getting and being so productive? That's a good question to have, especially when Reggie Bonifant has proven what he can do with his opportunity that he got. So I like where this team is, but I'm with you, Max. I was definitely with everyone else when the sky was falling, hitting the panic button of, oh, gosh. Yeah. 0-2, where is this thing going? Yeah, you start 0-2, and you put yourself in a, back into a corner like that. They had lost the first two games at home. They had to go on the road. Um, and... Like I said, I mean, you just got to give everybody a lot of credit for just kind of sticking to it. And you mentioned it. It, I think another group that deserves some praise, that offensive line was Mm -hmm. a huge question coming into the year. Everybody looked back at what happened to Cam. It was like, okay, they got to protect the quarterback a hell of a lot better than they did in 2018. And things were not made easy for them. The injury to to Trey Turner, their Pro Bowl right guard. You're shifting around Darrell Williams to left tackle. Then putting him over a guard, Greg Little, the second-round pick gets – you know, a couple concussions, and now you've got a six-round pick. Dennis Daly starting at left tackle, and yet, in spite of it all, the offensive line is playing as well as it has yeah. in quite a while. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that group deserves a ton of credit. And that was a huge question coming into the year. And to Caroline's point, now it's another one of those good problems to have. It's we've got too many guys now who are deserving of playing time. We only can field five offensive linemen typically at a time. So that's something that'll get sorted out after the bye week. Um, but yeah, what that group is doing, uh, I think, has been has been huge for this team because everyone looks at the skill players, and you know, you know, one really wants to delve too far into the offensive line. But when you really look back at what happened last year, that was that was a big area that this team needed to address, and you saw it. Two draft picks, bringing in Matt Paradis, it was something that they really honed in on, and especially with the injuries they've suffered, that's come in hugely clutch to have Dennis Daly ready to go in there mm-hmm. and play when you've got down to your third left tackle. Um, so kudos to those guys. Big time effort up front. And Greg Van Roten and Taylor Moten have been it's doing their job. Have, have yeah. been fantastic. Yeah. I, I think that one question that has now emerged in the last couple of weeks is is special teams. Yeah. Is you know the Panthers today release Ray Ray McLeod? We couldn't tell you right now who's in return man. Yeah, you be, don't yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Um, so that that's something that has to be sorted out the next two weeks. I mean Joey Sly. There's a lot of questions about him coming in. Then all of a sudden we thought he was a Pro Bowl kicker, hit ten in a row, hit fifty yard. 50 yards yep. like it was nothing, and now he's missed, missed a, a couple. Yep. So it's kind of like getting him back on track and kind of making sure that he's doing what he needs to be doing. But, yeah, I mean, I th- I, yeah there are some still there. I thought it was a great sign. I mean, for the, for the past few weeks, the Christian MVP talk has been really the focus around here, right? You know, Cam hasn't been out there, and everyone, everyone's been making the jokes. When, when Christian's back injury popped up, and this is something I wrote about it, how many times did you see the joke regurgitated <laughs> mm-hmm. of, oh, well, that's what happens when you're carrying the whole team, you know? But... What I thought was really impressive was against Tampa Bay and London, they held Christian McCaffrey to 1.4 yards per attempt. He had 22 rushes for 31 yards. 
They, they weren't going to let Christian beat them. Of course, Christian being the player he is is going to make his plays regardless. He had that amazing 25-yard touchdown catch. But on the whole, the Buccaneers pretty much shut him down, and they forced Kyle Allen and the rest of the Panthers to beat them, and they did. And I think that's what is a great sign for this team going forward because as good as Christian is, teams are going to try to do what the Bucs did and make Kyle and make these other weapons beat them. And the fact that Kyle was able to spread the ball around, throw for 227 yards and two touchdowns, the fact that the defense is helping him in that effort, setting up those short fields, I think that tells you that this team is more than Christian McCaffrey, and it's going to have to be throughout the course of the season. I really did love the fact that the other playmakers on offense were able to get involved because yep. it wasn't it wasn't Christian carrying this team. Now, the ways that he did carry the team was that he was such a big decoy for that Tampa Bay defense to follow. It was unbelievable. Yep. I've never seen such blatant following of a player like I did in London. And there were times where Jordan Gross and I on the broadcast were kind of going back and forth when, you know, when I wanted to say something about it, he was saying something about it. When I said something, he would, you know, kind of pop in and be like, ah, I was going to say something about that because he would go one way and three Buccaneers would go with him and the play would go the other way. Like that, there was one in particular where two bit and then one, you know, kind of chased after him. Oh crap, I was supposed to go with him. But I mean, that's the kind of, you know, pick your poison that this offense can be that, okay, if you're going to put all your, you know, eyes and and effort on Christian McCaffrey, we have all these other weapons. Or if you're going to pick on them, Christian McCaffrey will absolutely go off and run all over you. So I think when you have that type of balance just on the offense, it's huge. But this defense, holy cow. There was a joke on the bench during the game that there was like a magic seat on the bench. (laughs) And a defensive guy just had to go sit in the seat and then a big play was coming. That like – Come on. Like you that is the type of attitude you want to have for your defense because every single time they went out there a big play happened. The very first play I thought t- told me we're going to win. Huge. Of yeah. very yeah. very yeah, first incredible. play. Okay, yeah, we're good because that, yeah. too I mean when you go over to London and the timing is all off, your your week was weird, you're in a completely another, you know, different country, you want to go explore but you need to stay in the hotel, all these things. And then to go out there and nah, we're good. Yeah, I felt the same way. When Bradbury picked that pass off, I think we all sort of felt like this was going to be a good day for the Panthers just yeah. going into it. And then when that happened, it was like, mm, yeah, this is going to be a good and, day. And, and you you wrote about it, and we all put it on Twitter, and you know the, the guys posted about it. But in that moment and in the moments leading up to it, you know, we had kind of talked about uh, how you know this was a home game technically for Tampa. You know all the things that they were doing in stadium to try to try to promote it as a home mm-hmm. game. They had Tampa's on on. Uh, on-field reporter like trying to pump up the crowd and then she was getting booed by like all yeah, of our not, fans did not go well for her but in that moment you know like right after kickoff when everything kind of is you know at yeah. that at that level and then it just the roof blew off i mean literally yeah. there was no roof left there was a big hole yeah. in the middle i think we got to give a huge shout out to the panther fans who made their way to that game oh, yeah. and really just like london football fans in general that that was a special atmosphere sunday the you could there was not a single empty seat to be had it was so packed before even the coin toss. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone in their seats, loud. There was just like a buzz in the air. And Caroline, you get to experience the atmosphere on the sideline. For us, that was an open air press box, so we were literally like able to kind of feel what the energy was like in that building and the electricity. It was it was spectacular. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly can't say enough about it. And talking to the players afterwards too, they all came off the field saying the same thing. I mean, it's not not a knock on what they experience here in the states, but. I think there's a novelty factor to it. When you're playing, there's only a couple games out there in London. Those people get a very few chances to see it. So they're going to go maximize their time out there. Over here, it's like, yeah, maybe I'll stay at the tailgate a little bit longer. I'll get in there at the start of the, 
you know, halfway through the first quarter. You know, I've seen enough games. I'm not going to be all that invested into this one. Over there, it felt like from beginning to end, there was excitement through and through, and that was a pretty pretty special. I also felt like the Panther fans that traveled had something to prove. I, yeah. I, I almost felt like that those that were there, you know, they were wearing literally their gear everywhere mm-hmm. in the airport, in on the plane, literally in in central London. Every two blocks, you sound someone new with Panther gear, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm from New Jersey. I'm from Georgia. I'm from South Carolina. I'm from North Carolina. I'm from Ireland. I'm, I, from, I'm from Germany. Ireland. I'm yeah, from they were from. And, and when yeah. they got in the stadium, at every opportunity, they were trying to start keep pounding chants. They mm-hmm. were they were doing everything to say, "Hey." We're here. We're loud. You're going to know that we're here. We're going to prove this to you. It was really cool. Another thing I noticed in the third quarter really was, so if you go to a game in the States, there's the video boards that will tell you, you know, big third down or get loud, you know, kind of prompt you on what to do. Mm -hmm. There was none of that in in the stadium. The the stadium experience in the stadium show was very, I mean, they were playing commercials at one point, like Mm -hmm. real commercials that you would see on TV. Um, And it wasn't the prompting of fans and that impressed me because they were being loud. And they may not, you know, in a big situational third down, maybe not as loud as you would expect at Bank of America when they're prompting you to be loud. But they were extremely loud, extremely engaged. And even, you know, they, I kind of thought, all right, I've even said this, they get excited for kicks and they get excited for that. I think the, the fan base over there, maybe that was true in the first couple of years that American football was played, but they're a very knowledgeable fan base now, yeah. and so they get it. Like, they know when to get excited. They know when, you know, it's a big score or, yeah, they still get loud on field goals, but so, like, so do we. We, you know, are clapping and cheering for those. So I was really, really impressed by the fans. I still love the fact that every single NFL team is represented because – it's not like their team may not be one of the eight that's right. coming over to play, so they're just going to go watch with their – one guy had on a Raiders jersey and a Tampa Bay hat. Definitely bought those, like, this year. Like, he yeah. bought the Raiders jersey the weekend before right. and then bought the Tampa Bay hat that weekend. And I almost think that I, – I almost got the sense that, you know, at first we kind of think, oh, they're just – you know, this is how they are. They just like different players. I almost think they're kind of living up to a stereotype. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's the stereotype in American media that, yeah, they're going to – cheer for kicks and have these crazy jerseys. I mean, I think they went to go find crazy jerseys to live up to the idea that that's what they do. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I, as you said, they just bought them this year. Oh, I'm going to wear something really random because this is going to be fun to wear something random, like a, a Bobby Boucher Waterboy jersey, which I saw <laughs> in the concourse. There were some really great ones. One guy had on an Andrew Luck Colts jersey. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I got something. I don't know who wants to tell him. Like, who's <laughs> going to tell him? But no, I, but you saw that all over the place. Like, right. a lot of yeah. older players or retired players. Different teams, the guy's no longer on that team, but yeah. that's their jersey, and yeah. they're going to wear that jersey. I loved it. I think Bill got a picture. Who did he get a picture of? It was a great jersey. Like in a, I'll look it up while we're still going. But it was a great like old-school jersey where he was like, okay. Well, like, M- Max and I saw Jeremy Macklin at the Tower of London. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I saw, saw Joe Montana, uh, Jerome Bettis. I'm trying to think of the other ones that I saw. We saw a Randy Moss Titans jersey. Yeah, the Randy Moss Titans. That must have come off the clearance rack somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but those are the good ones. Like, those are the ones that I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, there were there were some good ones. And, I mean, because you have to imagine, look, if you're an NFL fan out there, you know, you're not going to get to see maybe whatever your team you've chosen is. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I'm going to go to a game. I'm going to wear my jersey. Right. I don't care what it, what Will Bryan on the Panthers group <laughs> chat podcast has to say about no, it. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. Yeah. It was very cool. <laughs> and we did, we already talked about this, but just the entire 
like London experience was just so cool. It was spectacular. It honestly reminded me of the Super Bowl. Um, being out there in 15, just, the, you know, you're there for an extended period of time, the additional media. I mean, there were 70 media members at that practice at Harrow School. Um, you know, all the players are there that got family, everyone's doing some sightseeing, and trying to mesh all that with trying to win a football game. That's kind of, it's kind of what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, London is just such a spectacular place to visit, aside from going out there to play football. Uh, it was it was very cool. I mean, it's it's up there as far as some of, the, some of the coolest experiences I've had covering this game. For sure, but it is now the bye, and we get to enjoy a very not super slow week, but a slower week around around the stadium with players. Uh, they have a very short week, and they're going to get a long weekend before returning back for Monday to get ready for the San Francisco 49ers. Another long trip. Um, to the West Coast, but it will feel a lot shorter than that flight to London, especially for Will. For Will. With oh, his, yeah. With his flight Much back. shorter. His nine-hour flight turned into 11 hours. But, guys, we appreciate you joining us for this week of the group chat. We will see you again on Tuesday recapping all of our very fun bi-week plans. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.